I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And uh, we are out on location again today in North County, San Diego, Blue Fire Brewing. Blue Fire Brewing. San Marcos, another trip to San another Marcos. San Marcos, yep. We are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. I guess I would just say right now we're a, a very fortunate podcast because we seem to be doing this on a weekly basis where we're getting to go out and, and, and drink some good beers at some good breweries. In this in the podcast, I mean, we travel all over the nation. They send us everywhere. Everywhere, yes. But sometimes it's just nice to be home. It's true. Because we're spoiled. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. Lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. And of course, please find and follow us on all of the social media. I like beer the podcast on Instagram. I like beer the Po one, and I like beer the Ta one on Twitter. And make sure to check out our website as well. I like beer the podcast.com. Town said we're on location, Blue Fire Brewing, San Marcos, California. We're joined by one of the folks that makes Blue Fire special, and that's Tommy Gordon. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. I'm so, honored to be on the podcast. No, it's so, awesome. We're super excited to have you. And we're excited because this is this is a, a different kind of homecoming for us. Yes, we're not yes, just yeah. visiting a brewery. We've known the Gordon brothers for a long time. Yeah. We want to hear a little bit of the Blue Fire origin story about how this came about, but we knew you all as students before you were brewers. So, Tommy, please introduce yourself. What roles do you play here at Blue Fire? And let's find out how this happened. Yes. So, uh, Carlsbad High alum here. I was class of 2010. My older brother, Charlie, who is the co, I guess we call ourselves managers. You know, we, we do everything from brewing the beer to serving the beer to taking out the trash with the help of our dad, who's quite the hard worker, so he's, he's set a good example for us in that regard, and he's helping out a lot in terms of just getting us set up. And Charlie was a class of 08 from, from CHS, so... And earlier, when we were coming in, Charlie uh, wanted us to mention, he said he described himself as the brains of the operation. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. I, I guess... Uh, I guess I'm gonna have to be the the bronze. The bronze, yeah. <laughs> so we've been enjoying your lager. Yeah. Yep. In fact, I just finished my lager. You want to tell us a little bit about that? And it's a warm day in San Marcos, California, so this was the perfect beer to start with. Tell us a little bit about your Blue Fire Lager. Yes, it is a session beer for sure. Um, Five point three percent, nice and light in flavor, um, but still full-bodied, and uh, this one was dry hop with Motueka from New Zealand. We really wanted to start off with a an approachable beer, and I mean, it's just on our board as a lager. Most of our beer names are just what the beer is, <laughs> and uh, you know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here, uh, being in San Diego, a beer mecca within a beer mecca, as you say. Uh, we're just kind of trying to find our footing and create beers that we like to drink, but we believe you don't really have to go too wild to, to make a good drinkable beer. But that's kind of that San Diego lager with the hoppy 
little yeah. hoppy, yeah. a little more body in it than a than a traditional lager, and a little bit of hop bitterness in it makes it flavorful. Nicely done. Glad you like it. We want to hear a little bit about the Blue Fire Brewing origin story. How did this happen? Uh, you guys leave Carlsbad High School. That's last, and next thing we know, you're opening a brewery. Yeah. So you know, my dad, like a lot of gentlemen in North County, would drink plenty of West Coast IPA uh, from the different breweries around town. And I think that the idea for him formulated uh, many years ago. He ran a small business for a long time. He wanted to help us start our own small business. And so, you know, what better industry than craft brewing? Excellent. I see you got another beer for us. Yes, I do. Uh, so this is our Session Red IPA. It came into a 4%, 4.0% ABV. And it's our first go around at this style. I, I personally love to drink quantities of beer. <laughs> and <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's something at a lower ABV. I think it just... In terms of San Diego craft beer, as from a consumer standpoint, there's you've got a lot of years under your belt and a lot of beers under your belt. And if you're going somewhere, you might not want that seven and a half percent IPA anymore, but you still want some hoppiness and some flavor. So this beer is kind of trying to target that gap of drinkability, hoppiness, and uh, I don't think we hit it right on the first time go around. Um, definitely want to tweak it but it's drinkable i think <laughs> it is <laughs> definitely drinkable no i, I would agree yeah <laughs> the hop bitterness comes out mm -hmm. it, instead of a sweet caramel type red it's more on that that almost rye hop end of, of a yep beer mm -hmm. which i prefer so <laughs> don't tweak it too much <laughs> yeah yeah so nice this, this was dry hops and hopped in the kettle as well with comet and centennial yeah, so we're, you know, I'm, I'm thinking just up the dry hop mostly. I like where the bitterness came in at. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's good. It's not, it's, it's there, but it's not overwhelming. It's got a little smokiness to it as well. I don't know. I get, get a little bit of that. That's, which is good. I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We're, we're going to tweak it. I'm, I'm thinking on this next go around. I just can see it's, it's quite dark for a red. Bring back that, uh, that dark, which is from special crop of three from Wireman. So just dial that back a little bit, maybe maybe do some amber malt, something in the 20 to 30 level bond range and bring up the, the base a little bit more, kicking back on the on the top end. But And we are in the middle of the working brewery, so when Tom hears this and he's yeah, got to sound editing, gotta figure it out we got things. a working brewery, we got trivia night going on up front, we've got things being cleaned out and moved around and... Hey, it's part of the experience. That's right. That's why we it's take part, field of, part of the field trip experience. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this is truly an independent and family-run venture. Tell us a little bit about what makes Blue Fire Brewing special. Well, like you said, independent. Um, I think that's an important part for a lot of consumers is just kind of knowing that when they spend money drinking a pint, one, it's fresh, it's brewed locally. And two, that money going back into the community. You know, maybe not everybody thinks about that, but that's definitely what happens if you come to Blue Fire is you're, you know, you're keeping the money local and it's fresh beer. Yeah. 
So talk, going back on, on, you know, what kind of got you into brewing beers, what, what were some of your first wild beers that you enjoyed? Like that made you say, hey, beer tastes like this, I, you know, and yeah. got you excited about maybe trying to make that. So my oldest brother, Robert, graduated from Cal Poly Slow 2009. And we had a keg of Stone IPA at my parents' house for the party. And I had a cup and I, you know, took a couple sips and I was like, I don't think I like this. And Robert said to me, drink two more and then let me know what you think. <laughs> so a couple, you know, maybe an hour later, went up and I'm like, this is, you know, this is tasting better. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, it's just one of those things where I was privileged to, to grow up in this era of craft brewing, you know, like going to school up in the Bay Area in the early 2010s and trying some of the, those brews out and just, you know. Are there some beers or breweries up in the Bay Area that, that also kind of sparked that, all right, beer is special? Well, every time my parents would come into town, we'd go to Costco and get a case of Lagunitas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there were definitely some pubs around that, that had uh, like Sudwork up in Davis. They were making some great lagers. Um, so definitely was able to try some different beers up there. And what, what would be one of your, like your, your first kind of wild beer in terms of that you brewed? Are you going, wait, maybe I can do this. I personally love brown ales. We have a brown ale on tap right now that we split the batch into uh, Cal Ale yeast and a Bosk Vake yeast, uh, the Norwegian yeast that can take a higher temperature. So um, we're going to keep doing brown ales, and, and that was a homebrew recipe that was the first time I was like, gosh, I could drink <laughs> four quarts of this. <laughs> yeah, so just drinkable, you know, some mouthfeel and, and, and palate fullness but still ending dry that's that's the holy grail so I've got my, my four corners met for brown ales I can go to Bagby's get the three beagles I can come out to San Marcos and get your brown ale if I'm in Vista macaroon nut brown and if I'm in San Diego it's ale smith nut brown there you go because nice. I, I really like brown ales and those are the only four you're going to find yeah <laughs> we've named all four of the San Diego brown ales you can find <laughs> I'll, I'll throw Battle Mage in there. No, oh, yeah, okay, there's very good, very good yeah. as well. I agree. <laughs> Tip of the cap. So how do your brewing preferences play into what you're making and serving? Because you've talked about you like the red ale, the brown ale, and how does that play up and, and that you like to be able to drink more than one. So how do those preferences uh, play out in what we is on tap here and what someone can expect? Yeah, um, I mean, we're definitely brewing what we believe you know, people want to buy, and uh, to start, it was a little selfishness of like, well, we're going to be working here every day, let's brew something <laughs> that we can drink while we work, but I ask people constantly, what do you want to see on the board, because ultimately, that's, you know, what we want to make, is something that that the consumer is going to be excited about and, and want to come back for, so, um, you know, down the pipeline, we want to do some something to kind of hit that niche of a sour so maybe a kettle sour uh definitely kombuchas you know not not just darker beers not just ipas because we also love ipas yeah you got lit up with that uh, sour yeah i know I'm, I'm always huh? excited about a kettle sour so <laughs> yeah um so let's talk about this blue fire you guys have a plan COVID hits 
Okay, push forward. You guys open up, you're in a, in a great location, fantastic location, pretty much the only brewery around this area. What were some of the early challenges of opening up in 2021? I'm going to say the uncertainty. The, the brains of the operation just walked in. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. that's what he told us. Hi, Charlie. Howdy. How's it going? <laughs> Good. What do we have here, Charles? Porter. All right. 4.2% Porter. Um, again, this was a... I call it the Charlie Work Porter for any Always Sunny fans. <laughs> <laughs> this this was a beer for us to to cheers. consume while cheers. Full. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, get get them back. Challenges challenges of opening up in 2021. What were some of uh, some of your challenges? Well, first off, I, I want to say that we were fortunate. We we didn't have any health scares, and we didn't you know we weren't ever in in dire straits that uh that i'm sure a lot of people were in so um in that regard things went well but in terms of trying to open up a business that caters to the public (laughs) without any food element uh involved was certainly you know it, it was an uncertain time in that regard and then kind of parallel to that at the very beginning we, we had just gotten our plans approved from the city of San Marcos, like at the very end of 2019. So we're going around getting bids from, from contractors and, you know, we talked to a couple design build firms and their numbers just kind of, you know, <laughs> were, were out of reach for us. So um, we decided that we were going to just oversee the project, bring in skilled tradesmen to do their thing. That turned out to be much harder than expected just because everybody's at home, everybody's redoing their kitchens and right. yes. and all of these guys were super busy. So um, we worked with one plumber throughout the whole project, Damon Kellogg, Kellogg Plumbing, he's based in Vista. Super great guy, super skilled and really brought a lot to the table in terms of uh, having his own idea and uh, ways to go about solving the various problems of, or not problems, but ways to just do a brewery. Right. So yeah, in, in that regard of having to compete with everyone, uh, whether it's new builds, renovations, and not having that uh, that type of skilled trade on our own. I mean, we did a lot of the work ourselves, but some things you're just not going to be able to yeah. do. You need somebody to, to come in and do so. Um, <laughs> so let's list the degrees uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that the brothers own, but they can't pull up a YouTube on how to do tile. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did no tile here. Uh, but um, yeah, no, we, we were in here, you know, digging trenches and laying pipework under the direction of our plumber, um, making sure that it was right. And, you know, we, we've done all of our CO2 plumbing, compressed air plumbing. Uh, we set up the brew house and the, the fermenters and yeah, it was a long project. <laughs> hey, let's get back to beer. This, this smoky, this one, yes. I really pick up the smoky porter. Yep. 4.2, you said? 4.2%. You could drink this all day at work. You, you could, yeah. That's that's great. So again, like very light, very balanced. The, the body on it is is 
complex and and it's not light bodied for a 4.2 percent beer so full of flavor if you're looking for you know the the no alcohol beers are really popular not interesting to me right right but low alcohol ones you know that's interesting to me because like like you said i want to have several yeah and i'm not a good sipper right but these these are beers i could this is this is my favorite so far the porter all right, yeah. I'm also okay. a big fan of porters, which are hard to find in San Diego. You know what you can find in San Diego? IPAs. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. We have one IPA. Oh, well, we have three IPAs on tap. We have one West Coast IPA, which is what my mind originally goes to thinking of an IPA. We have a juicy IPA, so not hoppy in terms of bitterness, but lots of hop aroma and flavor. And then we have a hazy IPA, which um, has a lot of orange, citrus, orange peel type of aroma and flavor and has a little bit of bitterness as well now you, you brew some traditional styles like you said not trying to reinvent the wheel and we're happy to see that and we're happy to drink those correct but you have some unique twists uh, the persimmons ale for example when a newcomer comes to blue fire what should they expect to see on tap well you can go to our on tap page which is uh, on our website bluefirebrewing.com and there's going to be a tab there for on tap to see what is uh, currently on tap at any given moment. We have coming up a one that I'm particularly excited about is a White Sage IPA. So that one we just brewed this past Thursday and uh, so it should be ready by the end of the month, um, probably around the 21st of September. And uh, yeah, that's that's one that I'm quite excited about. We have a friend who works on a farm. They aren't certified organic, but she claims it's all organic, organic processes. And they had extra white sage that they were just had to trim down. So we said, of course, we'll take it. And we developed a recipe around it. Happy to pull some off the tank for you guys, actually. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Special treatment. That's right. The persimmon sale was like that too, wasn't that that someone had extra persimmon? So let's make a beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so for anybody with uh, backyard fruit trees or herbal herbal stuff back there. That's great. So let's talk about plans for the future. What are some of your immediate plans and maybe some down the road plans? Immediately, it's it's all about just getting our footing I'm actually headed to Denver tomorrow for the Great American Beer Festival, which is not actually happening as a festival this year, but they're still doing the judging portion and they still have the convention. So uh, immediately just going to go out there and you know learn from some of these seminar talks, pick the brains of people who have been in the industry for quite a while and um, drink some some beer from Denver. Which <laughs> there you go. First, first time heading out there, so I'm quite excited. Oh, that's exciting! And uh, you got, you got the 24th is coming up, right? That's yes, yeah. So we're we've still been telling people that we're in a soft opening. I think that we're gonna have to end that soft opening <laughs> for a full-on opening on the weekend of the 24th. Uh, so that's a Friday. We're gonna have food vendors all weekend and um, probably do some some different merchandise specials and keep the pint night things like that so listeners you can come out on september 24th for the official grand opening after two months of soft opening yep and the white sage ipa will be ready that's right that's the plan yep and a strong blonde most likely as well Ooh. (laughs) 
Okay. Should be around 8%. Oh, that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going a little Oceanside Ale Works with the strong blonde. Yeah. I like yeah. that. <laughs> you also have a trivia nights. What, what night's that? Yep. Uh, every Tuesday, we have trivia starting at 6 p.m. It is free to play. And, um, yeah, it's a good time. We, we give out gift certificates uh, to the top three winners. Uh, so, yeah, gather a group of friends. Could be just you, could be a group of, uh, I don't think that we capped it, but don't bring the whole, <laughs> the whole choir. Yes. Um, yeah, so, uh, or bring the whole choir. Just yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Don't this say point, that. Yeah. We'll divide point. them up once they get here. Yeah. <laughs> Tenors, you're a team. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Tuesdays are, are a good time, and, and we, we typically have a food truck. Now, we know from speaking with you a couple weeks ago in the summer that you have found the North County San Diego Brewing community welcoming, helpful. You know, you had a collab beer right from the beginning, uh, working with some of the local breweries. So what makes brewing and being in business up here in North County special? I would say uh, it's, it's just a great place to be. I grew up in North County. I like how everyone is just quite welcoming. Um, Booze Brothers, Culver, the guys at Battle Mage. I'm sure I'm, you know, blanking on some. <laughs> Max and Jerry over at Indian Joe when they were still here. Everyone's just very willing to to kind of share what they've gone through, and not to mention it's great beer. <laughs> <laughs> you get to share a great beer too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Tell your tell our listeners where they where you are where they can find and follow you? Where do they learn more about Blue Fire and where do they come to try some beer? Yes, so we are in San Marcos, California, the original home of Stone Brewing, if you're listening <laughs> from across the country. Just, there you go. You know, I feel like we should maybe play that up more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so right off the Hop Highway, Highway 78, Rancho Santa Fe will be the exit. And we are towards Vista, so if you were to get off Rancho Santa Fe and head north, it's going to tee off into South Santa Fe on the left, Mission on the right. Mission will take you into San Marcos, Escondido, and, you know, Beyond. quite far out there. So you turn left on South Santa Fe, and you can't miss us. We've got a big sign that just says brewery. And, um, yes. Plenty of parking. Not always the case. Yep. Great beer. I think we should have an IPA before we're done here because we, because uh, IPAs get butts in seats. <laughs> <laughs> yep. IPAs yes, indeed pay bills. <laughs> Another beer magically appeared. Tell us what we have here. All right, here we have the sole named beer on the board. This is our Roadrunner IPA. It's a 7.2 percent West Coast style IPA. Um, mm -hmm. Still not, you know, 2010 stone or green flash bitterness. Uh, it's it's restrained on the upfront bitterness, but dry, uses Cascade, Chinook, and Centennial hops, so old school hops. Mm -hmm. True to style, West yeah, Coast IPA, yeah. but not from 10 years ago where, yeah, the, the full hit bitterness of the... We're not chasing we, IBUs. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. We have more IBUs than you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's good. It's a little sweet on the on the front end, and then the hot bitterness comes in. Mm-hmm. And how do we come up with the name Roadrunner? Um, my brother and I, uh, we just we live on a house on Roadrunner Road over here. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's it's a cool bird, and um, yeah. That, that's very good. No, I, I agree. I think it's really good. I agree with you. It's got the it's got plenty of hops and plenty of bitterness, but it doesn't like hit you over the head with it. Yeah. This is the modification or or where the evolution of a West Coast IPA that's made them drinkable for me again. So thank you, and everyone else is doing this, bringing them down a notch. Yes, indeed. You know, it's not a pissing contest anymore. Well, it's not a, not a palate record in some ways, right? Like that, that I think that was the issue at some at, at certain points. You you drink one or two and you were done. You couldn't taste anything else the rest of the night. Yep. Yeah. Right. It seemed like Stone IPA and Ballast Point uh, with uh, Sculpin had made them set the marker, and then everyone else said, "We can't do that. Let's go bigger or bolder." Including Stone and Ballast Point. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> And I think the problem with that, like to me, I feel like it's a flavorful beer, right? It's still got yes. a lot of other flavors and things that come through in it, as opposed to just that. Like I said, that your palate all you can taste is the bitterness. Yeah. So tell us again what what went into this beer. Um, so it's uh, just standard two row American two row with some cara foam and just acid malt to to kind of even out our our hard water here in San Diego. And the hops were. Um, Zeus as a bittering, just an initial charge of, of Zeus or CTZ, and uh, Chinook, Centennial, and Cascade, three classic sea hops. Um, CTZ could be in there as well, and um, that was in the Whirlpool and Dry Hop. So, as a side, so how many how many of these recipes were recipes that you were home brewing? Are you and your brother at home brewing? And how many of you developed as a, since, you know, I mean, you come here. Because I, I think one of the challenges seems to me would be is how to take a, you know, if you're brewing five gallons at home, how to take that and then upscale it and maintain the same mm-hmm. quality on a, on, a, on a more of a commercial level. They're all basically the same outline. You know, you're going to, I mean, different beer styles, you know, brown ale, you're definitely going to have more specialty malts than an IPA or, or a blonde ale, but... At least in how I formulate recipes, it's it's really about just all right. Where what do I want? The, I, I kind of start with the idea, so work back, and then work backwards. Okay. Um, yeah. Where do I want the <clears throat> flavor profile to be? Do I want it to be you know heavy on the hops or, or super light and it's more of like a yeast driven beer? And then work, yeah, work backwards and then try to hit the numbers. And then here we're working off on a five barrel premier stainless pub system. It's second hand, but really awesome system, fun to use. And we're figuring out its corks here mm-hmm. and um, figuring out, you know, how much bitterness really comes through. With so was that a, a little bit of a silver lining of 2021? Time to work the system and rethink the recipes and yeah yeah for sure a little bit more time to just kind of figure it all out we're impressed yeah no very good thank you oh want to try that uh the one that's in development the white sure sage. might as well yeah <laughs> yeah get a little sneak preview yeah, of, uh, the white of sage. what's coming yeah. uh, at the end of september yeah yeah so um i'll preface it with a little description it is you know, fresh white sage leaves that we received 
uh, from the farm and we were looking to do a, a strong beer. So it's going to be at least 7.5%. And we used just a touch of the sage in the whirlpool and the majority of it will be added as an aroma component. Um, so right now you're, you're going to taste a beer that uh, still has quite a few days left of primary fermentation. It's, you know, it's, if you look at the, the curve of the yeast, uh, just how, how it works, you've got the lag phase where it's uptaking oxygen, you've got the exponential phase where it is really working hard, you know, converting all these sugars, and right now we're at the stationary phase. So this morning just bumped up the temperature a little bit, just trying to get the yeast to, to keep going and, and uh, also did a, a small dry hop. We're gonna do a second dry hop on this one as well. Um, so we might call it a double dry hopped IPA to sell more beers. Oh, <laughs> there you go, That's, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, there you go, good call. Um, so this one we, we did really for the first time here. I'll give you guys the larger ones. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, wheat and oats. Okay. So we we hadn't done it just because we were you know work with malted barley first, which is easier to to louder, um, just easier to work with in the brew house. But this has both uh, malted wheat and oats. So, I mean, color wise, it's interesting because I mean, obviously, it's just coming out out of the fermenter, so it's going to still settle more and everything else. But right here, it looks like a super juicy yeah. <laughs> hazy, doesn't it? Right now, like a yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much of this haze sticks around. Oh, I didn't know if I'd pick up any of the sage. But we totally you, can. You totally oh, pick yeah. up the sage. It's interesting. And it's, quite, and it's really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know it will change in, in the next couple of weeks, but the bitterness is minimal. very mild. It's yeah. minimal. It's oh, if this was 7.4, 7.5. Could be dangerous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to you know, knock anybody over with bitterness. Down the line, I mean, I, I do like bitter IPAs, so we'll probably start pushing that envelope down the line, but right off the bat, we want our beers to be approachable. So this one's definitely not uh, not crazy bitter. This is where we are two weeks out. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm pretty yeah, excited yeah. about where this one will end up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be at the grand opening, the, the official grand opening, right. September 24th. That Blue whole Fire weekend. Brewing. That whole, whole weekend. weekend. That whole weekend. Yep. There's going to be food. Yep. There's going to be a strong blonde, white sage IPA, double dry hopped IPA. That's right. Merchandise specials. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. That's that's what I heard. That's right. That's yeah, the word we, on the street. We, we have multiple shirts in yeah. stock. We have two different uh, logo glasses. Yeah. Our our pints are nonic pints, so uh, imperial pint. We have those as well as a, what we're calling a boozy slash booch nice. so for, the, for the kombuchas and the real boozy ones. It's a 13.5 ounce brimful, but that's a nice one. Perfect for 12 ounce cans. Nice. nice. Oh, that's true. That's perfect. Well, Tommy, thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Of course. Good thank luck. You. Good, Good luck Looking to forward you. to coming back. Yeah. We'll be back here for a grand opening. So thank you to Tommy Gordon, Blue Fire Brewing, and Charlie, who made several appearances dropping up beers. Thanks for taking the time to sit down with us and share your beers and your story. Of course. Uh, uh, listeners, thanks for spending the hour with us. We'd love to keep talking, but right now, we got to run. 